When you look to the future and, you know, once this project is complete, the idea that Guernsey has fibre will reputationally and internationally will really put it on the map. Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Aaron Carpenter. Each week we'll shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change from week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we tackle some of the most important issues we face in the bailiwick. Shaw has this week announced 37.5 million plans to make Guernsey a digital leader through the creation of a fibre to the premises broadband network. It will directly reach every property in Guernsey with a faster and crucially more reliable connection than is available currently and offers a possibility of 1 gigabit per second coverage. I sat down with Shore Group CEO Alistair Beek to discuss the economic benefits, the short-term costs, the long-term vision and what this means for 5G tech in Guernsey. So I'm joined today by Alistair Beek who is the Shore Group CEO to talk about his company's exciting plans in partnership with the states to have full fibre coverage in Guernsey by 2026 subject to the states securing approval uh, for the £12.5 million of public money that will be invested into the project. Uh, Alistair, this has been a long time in the making, I'm sure. Um, how, how excited are you to talk, to be able to talk openly about these plans? Yeah, it's, um, thank you for having me on today. It's a, it's a real pleasure, actually, to be talking about what we're planning to do, which is a very exciting and ambitious project to, to roll fibre out to 30,000 properties here in Guernsey. And... Um, and bring speeds of up to 50 times faster than our entry-level speeds today uh, to everyone um, in the next five years. So, yeah, it's a huge project. And to be talking about it now finally is fantastic news to, you know, break the good news to, to the community in that sense. And the, the States committees who you've worked with um, will be going to the States to ask for £12.5 million towards this 37.5 million investment is that a vote of confidence in itself in the economic benefits that this will bring i think it is and it's um it's a it's a very strategic investment that the the states will be making with with you know importantly with taxpayers money and it's a very important part of uh the package that that we've announced um, and obviously it's subject to the to the vote by the states assembly and we uh we clearly hope it will it will go through um, because what that money will, will do is bring forward the investment in fibre and the rollout of fibre to everyone within the five-year time frame. Without that money, sure would be rolling out fibre, but it would be to a much slower timetable and the coverage would be much more limited uh, than it will be. So it wouldn't be for everyone and it certainly wouldn't be within a five-year time frame. It would probably be more like a, a 10 to 15-year time frame mm. without that intervention and that money. So... It's it's very important, and you know what are the the economic benefits to Guernsey? There's two types really. One is the the broader economic benefit, and that that comes about from having faster broadband uh, with speeds of as I said that are 50 times uh, immediately out of the box. We will be launching speeds that are 50 times faster than the entry level today. And why is that good? Well, it underpins everything that we're doing today in terms of our digital lifestyles working from home in particular is is really critical to the economy these days and that was amplified and exacerbated and brought on by the whole covid yeah. revolution if you like as well so 
Um, so the, the 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 research shows that this type of faster broadband will bring a, a, a growth in GDP of between 0.3% and 1.1%. And that impact will last forever. Um, so that that's the first part of the impact. And then, of course, there's the direct investment locally as a result of the £37.5 million investment too. Of that, the vast majority of it, our estimations is around 80%, will go directly into local suppliers here. Um, so we'll be creating in total around about 75 jobs uh, directly, uh, half of which will be uh, through shore employees. So we'll increase by about 30, 30 people um, as, as far as shore goes. And then the suppliers, again, we expect them to uh, recruit an extra 45 roles um, into next year and lasting for the full five years of the rollout as all those extra people are required to effectively build this brand new network. And are there any sectors of the economy which perhaps have been hindered to some extent by the the speed, the reliability of the current of the current kind of copper cabling that can perhaps grow as a result of this investment? I think that you know by and large the answer to that is that the, the current network that we have, which remember is a combination of copper and fibre anyway. Uh, so we call it fibre to the curb. Um, we've got roughly about 500 kilometres of fibre. Um, and, you know, when you look at what happened during COVID, the vast majority of people were able to operate normally in, in, in the way that they could work from home, learn from home. But it's, um, and we saw a 50% increase in traffic over that time, a massive, massive increase. And, and, and the network could ca- cope with that, that we have today. But it's not perfect in terms of, you know, if you live a long way from the exchange, your the technology today does degrade. So you will get a slower speed if you're the, the, the last home in the line, if you like. And uh, so we can't guarantee those faster speeds to every every um, property, whether that's a business or whether that's a home. And uh, and that's where this technology comes in. So. Yes, there there will be some people that have been hindered. Is it a, a particular segment of the community? No, you know, is it a particular uh, type of business that's been maybe hindered? No, and in fact, for most businesses, you can get fibre today in St Peterport and all the main business districts of the island. In fact, so the um, uh, I, I think though, when you look to the future, and you know, once this project is complete, the idea that Guernsey has fibre will reputationally and internationally will really put it on the map in terms of you know people today when they're looking to move somewhere in terms of the, the home they're, they're looking at it you always used to be location 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 now it's going to be or it already is now uh, location and broadband speed you know is, is right up there so um and when you think about the whole working from home revolution people were now rather than just saying you know, I don't necessarily need to be anchored to an office in London and commute into London and think about where I live in relation to that. People are now starting to think maybe I can live in Guernsey rather than live in London because I, I don't need to be anchored to that office anymore. In that sense, I think fibre is a a real sort of longer term boost to the economy, a real longer term boost to different uh, businesses because more and more people may, may choose to to live and work here because of fibre being that underpinning technology that's important to to and facilitate working from home. Um, do you consider that that is a, a limitation currently? As I said, I, 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 yes, the, to an extent, yes, there is some limitation in 
um, uh, you know, depending on where you live, how far you are away from the exchange will depend how, how high a quality service we can provide. I mean, we provide today, said for all businesses, vast majority of them uh, can get fiber. Um, for, for people living at home, they can get between speeds of roughly 16, 17 megs up to 100 megs. And that that's more a factor of where you live. Fiber, yes, will mean that everyone can get speeds of, you know, initially of up to one gigabit per second, which is 50, 50 times faster than that entry level average speed that we have today. So, yes, it's a, it's a real step up and a notch above, above, obviously above what we have today. And for people who are kind of uninitiated, who don't really understand this subject, what is it about the fiber technology that is such an enhancement compared to copper cabling? Yeah, it's basically that that guaranteed quality of service. So there's no degradation of the service as it travels along the cable. Um, It's light that is um, transmitted over a fiber cable. Fiber is basically a a glass lined cable. So the light can't escape. So there's no over the distance, whether that's all the way around the world or down down the road. Uh, that light can't escape and so it doesn't degrade the signal at all and therefore the broadband quality of service you get uh, is irrespective of your location and it's simply the speeds you you want to have so um, and in fact there is fiber the basis of the fiber technology itself is there is effectively no limit to the speed that, that fiber can carry it is simply the the equipment that sits either end of that that fiber cable that dictates the speeds and so you're, you're future-proofing with this investment. So this technology could could also carry even faster speeds potentially in the future. Yeah. So the the technology we're buying, and this is, you know, this is why the timing is good actually. That the, the technology we're buying now is another leap ahead of where it would have been even a few years ago. So the technology that we're buying is is capable of ten gigabit speeds. Um, and, uh, you know, initially that's not going to be available, but the core technology that we have available is is going to provide services in the future that are 500 times faster than what we have today. And that's not going to need us to, to do this whole investment again. No. That will be a small upgrade to people's services in the future when and if that, that kind of demand is, is required. Yeah, because there will be some disruption short term during the um, the digging up and the, the laying of this cable. Yeah, I mean, but y- yes, the, the, the inevitably a project of this size when you're going to fit a, a, a physical cable, a new physical cable to every single property in Guernsey is going to be disruptive by its nature. However, it's not right to assume that every single road is going to need to be dug up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, as I said, we already have 500 kilometres of, of uh, fibre in the ground. We also have a lot of uh, cabling in the ground today and ducting and infrastructure which can all be used to roll out this fiber infrastructure for so yes there's going to be some some road closures as as we do uh we inevitably we will have to dig up some elements of the road but we're not going to be putting trenches along every single road in guernsey and importantly you won't have to do so again in 10 years time exactly and uh it, Yes, the, the the technology I hope will last at least as long as uh, the copper wires have lasted, which is 125 years. So, you know, it, it, it really is a, an investment in the very, very long term. This is infrastructure that will 
will will power the Guernsey economy for for many many decades. And under your plan, when will it start next year? And what will decide which properties are connected first and which later on in that five-year process? Yeah, so we um, we've announced that we the, the project formally will um, well, the program formally will start at, at the beginning of 2022. Actually, it will we're going to be starting a pilot phase in about a month's time, um, and we'll be announcing that in due course. And then that pilot phase will run for about six months, um, and. Uh, and then what we will be doing, and that will be on, on, on a basis of uh, customers who are within coverage of fibre, will be connect, will be invited to basically join that pilot. Um, and then after that, what we'll be doing is announcing parcels and pockets of um, of homes and properties as as we've passed them. We will employ two new uh, community liaison officers who will be going out and talking to the to those areas to those homes to those people um, about our plans what to expect when to expect it uh, and all that kind of stuff as well as um, all that information being available on our websites as well um, I have to I have to also add that this is it's a wholesale network we're building so um, uh, we have to provide that network to uh, retail providers which includes Shaw which is confusing because uh, we're both a wholesale and a, and a, and a retail provider, yeah. but it also includes the likes of JT. Um, and uh, we have to provide the network on a uh, a fair, reasonable and non-discriminatory basis as well. Uh, and that means that as a customer, you will be dealing with your retail provider for this and, and they will be the ones who are announcing the pricing um, and the retail provider will be, be be reaching out to customers and offering fiber services in due course. So you'll have competition within the same network rather than duplication of... Absolutely. So, so today we have um, a similar arrangement and framework basically um, uh, where Shaw and JT operate today to offer broadband services at the retail level to customers. And, and that is um, that is on that basis that this fibre network will be rolled out. And of course, it will be available to others. And Airtel actually announced um, that uh, that they would like to be part of this too and that they would they will become a retail operator and offer broadband um, y- y- using our network as well. And so as a company and as, as an island, why should... Um... Why are you excited about this and why should the community be? Yeah, good, very good question. Uh, so we're excited about it. And I think the reasons that the, the community should be excited about it is because it's it's just a, it's a huge move for the island to to bring that confidence to the, the our digital lives. You know, today we're so reliant on this technology and that that reliance is going to go up and up and up in the future. There, there are so many things that we uh, don't know are going to happen. But what we do know is that in terms of the technology that everyone's using, um, whether that's streaming, whether that's working from home and, and making you know Teams calls over video, we, we, none of us know yet how that technology is going to evolve. But what everyone's convinced of is that technology is going to become more and more a bigger part of our lives. Mm. And we're, it's going to become more and more digital. And therefore, having a fibre network will mean it's all going to be possible. Uh, whereas without that fibre network, it would be a it doesn't bring that kind of confidence. And, and that's what we're doing here is bringing confidence to the community that we have the technology in place to allow communities to connect 
and and have a better future as well. And finally, Alistair, what what does this mean for 5G technology in Guernsey? 5G, um, you know, originally we we looked at 5G um, back in 2019, actually um, encouraged by the government, by the GCRA as well, or what was SICRA at the time, to, to look at 5G as a potential, uh, effectively a potential replacement for the, the fixed broadband network today um, and in effect a, a replacement for, for um, fibre too. We we took that and we uh, rolled out a, a really the only proper customer trial here in, in Guernsey and actually we did the same thing in Jersey too. And what we saw when we, we did that customer trial of 5G was that the, the service isn't mature enough yet. The technology is not there yet to offer a replacement service um, or replacement technology to fibre or indeed actually the existing fixed broadband network. It's very, very sensitive as a service today. So you have your 5G router by the window in the line of sight of the of the, um, the, the mobile mast. And you yes, you can get speeds of 200, 300 megs. You literally move it one or two, two metres away from that position and you're down below the speeds that you can get today over the fixed broadband network. So we don't think that 5G is is yet a, a fully robust service that, that would be future-proofed as well. So 5G will be definitely a complementary service to, to fibre in the future. Um, and in the, in the stakes uh, policy paper, it talks about uh, running a process now for 5G next year with a view to 5G potentially being rolled out in 2023 so so that's and and 5g will then it will sit like 4g does today so it's Mm -hmm. for you know when you're on your phone when you're out and about and and again those kind of services that we don't know is are coming um you know more immersive gaming for example is is just one one type of use case you can see with with 5g being used on the move and there there will be a lot of gamers that will, will get excited about that so yeah, it, it will be a complementary technology to fibre and it will come later now than, than had been envisaged. Thank you for listening to the Bedroom Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luna. If you enjoyed it, please like and share. You can find us online, on social, on email and internet radio. There'll be more from me, Aaron Carpenter, and the rest of the Bedwick Express news team next week.